Welcome to One Hot Thing, the podcast featuring advanced content marketing hacks from the world's best content creators. In each podcast episode, we take a deep dive into one aspect of our guests' marketing strategy, uncovering one specific content hack they use to grow their business. And now, your host, Natalie Haley. My guest on the podcast this week is the beautiful Teresa Heath-Waring. Teresa makes social media simple. She's one of the UK's leading experts on social media marketing. She works with people to address their social media challenges and give them ideas to help them improve their online presence. Her blogs have been featured on various well-known social media websites, and she's the author of a book entitled Social Media Marketing for Small Businesses. As well as working for international brands, she's an international speaker, and in her spare time, she likes to drink tea, and by tea, she means gin. I'm very happy to share my interview with Teresa as she reveals her one hot thing. But before I do, I want to let you know about the packages that I offer for bloggers, podcasters, and video content creators. Each package has a basic and bespoke option, and it's designed to help you produce, publish, and promote high-quality content consistently. To download the price guide, just go to hotcontent.co.uk forward slash services, And there you'll also see how I help people such as Andrew and Pete stay at the top of their game with their content, pushing out amazing videos every single week. Now, on with the show, here's the lovely Teresa Heath-Waring. Hello, Teresa Heath-Waring. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Natalie. It's great to be here. I'm really excited to have you and very, very excited to hear about what you've chosen as your one hot thing. Would you like to tell us? Yes. So I am going to be talking about how to get amazing guests onto your podcast or your vlog or whatever content you put out there. Oh, that sounds amazing. I personally am really interested in this as well. So if you want to dive right in and tell us how you've used this hack for yourself. No problem. So when I started my podcast, I decided that Uh, Well, I'd got a tip that basically you should be doing it for a little while, maybe on your own and get really good at it and then think about getting some guests on there. And I wanted to start high, like I wanted to aim high immediately and get some really good guests. So I wanted to work out and try and figure out how I could get some of the good people on my podcast um, in order to then start it off in a really good way. I wanted the first month of uh, recording of interviews to be absolutely amazing. Mm. So I decided that I was going to target some particular people. So instead of looking at my focus as really wide, and believe me, the world we're in, the social media world, the digital marketing world, there are a huge amount of amazing people I could go and have on the podcast. Mm. But instead of doing that, I decided to focus in on a couple of people that for me were at the top of my list. Like, And talk about kind of aiming really high, <laughs> but I literally, I'm a really big uh, believer in sort of visualization and manifesting. And I don't think I'm very good at it, but I do try. And I really kind of concentrated on the fact that I wanted these two particular people on the podcast as a start. Okay. And what I did is I, well, the first thing I should say is going to physically see people at events is one of the best ways to get your face in front of someone. Okay. So that was the first thing I did. So I'd already identified these people and I'd already met them a couple of times at a couple of events. So they started 
to get to know who I was. Also, we stand out because we're British. <laughs> so often when we're going to American conferences, our voices do stand out a little or certainly did, you know, a few years ago, there was less UK people going to the events then. Okay. So when I met these people, they did tend to remember me, which was lovely. So what I identified, my two people I identified actually was Amy Porterfield and Pat Flynn. Uh-huh. And I had met Pat a number of times. In fact, Pat and I spoke on the same stage once, which of course really helped because we were both speakers at an event. And then Amy and I had met a couple of times at Social Media Marketing World, but literally just, hi, how you doing? Can I have a photo? That sort of meeting. Okay. And I wanted to really make a point of trying to reach out to these people. So one of the first things I did is obviously I followed them anyway on social media. And I started to kind of really proactively interact with their stuff. So I was responding to their mess- uh, to their content. I was trying to find a way in which I could have um, a conversation about it. So for instance, Amy put up a post once about her stepson and her stepson and my stepson are exactly the same age or pretty much within a year, I think. Mm. And so therefore it was really easy for me to then respond to it and give a really natural conversation back about my experience. And obviously there was a bit of toing and froing then, which was fabulous. And this had happened a couple of times. Anyway, one of the last conferences I went to, um, Pat Flynn was asked by someone else in the audience about how do you get amazing people on your podcast? And he said, take them for a coffee. Mm-hmm. And I thought, great idea, Pat. That's wonderful. But first off, when you go to the events, these people are very busy at the events. So often the big speakers, the keynote speakers, they're obviously busy because they're speaking at the event. They possibly have other things that they're doing in that location. So the event time was never an ideal time in order to do that. But I knew I wanted to take the podcast really seriously. I knew I wanted to be really good at it and I wanted to get the best guest. Mm. So I got back to the UK and I talked to my husband and I said, you know, Pat Flynn said take him for a coffee. Well, easy to do, mm. but we're five and a half thousand miles away. Yeah. So, and this might sound a little bit insane, but I promise you it has paid dividends. I contacted Pat via uh, Instagram. I find that Instagram is probably one of the best ones to contact them because it tends to be them that manage their accounts. And I sent him a video of me speaking to him. And I said, hey, Pat, at the last event I saw you at, you said the best way to build your connections with someone is to take them for a coffee. I would like to fly five and a half thousand miles to come and take you for a coffee. Will you meet me? Right. And he immediately, and I mean immediately, because I, I, on the video I said, I'm going to fly out between this date and this date. Tell me which of those you're free. And he immediately got back and said, I'd love to, Teresa. Can I book in here? And he booked in to have a coffee with me. And it was just amazing. And then the next um, person obviously on my list was Amy. And I again had like tried to find different ways in which I could find connections through to Amy. So Amy and I have the same coach or, or had the same coach. I don't think uh, the coach coaches her now. Okay. Um, so again, there was a bit of a connection there. And anyway, I did exactly the same to Amy. I got on a video call or I got on a, a video, DM'd it to them and said, Amy, I'm coming to the States to take you for a coffee. Will you meet me? And again, she got back to me and said, listen, I'm really busy that week, but I'll see what I can do. And basically, cut a really long story short, I went out to the States and Amy was still kind of trying to confirm a date and a time. And, and I also tried to see Rick Mulready while I was there as well, because he was on my list. Um, and Rick was away, so I couldn't see him. But obviously, Pat and Amy were like a really key focus for me. So I went out to the States. 
And um, I met Pat on the Wednesday and Amy on the Thursday. And both of them had said to me, we've got an hour. And I was like, absolutely fine. Now, I have to tell you, the intention was never to go out there and go, will you come on my podcast? <laughs> the intention was to go out there, uh, like literally, hi, Pat, will you want my yeah. podcast? Um, yeah, definitely. We've only got an hour. The intention was to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So can you answer yes now? Um, so my, my intention was to go out there and build that relationship, to get to know them, to have a conversation with them, to sit and have coffee with them. Then if all was good and well, when I came back to the UK, I would have invited them on the podcast. But like I said, I, I went with the kind of very slow stepping thinking it's about building relationships here. It's not about just getting them on my podcast. Mm. And I wanted, you know, it sounds so ridiculous, but um, you know, when you look at someone, I think we'd be best mates. Yeah. Like, honestly, if we met, we would get on so well. <laughs> and I used to look at Amy like that and think we would really be best mates. Aww. Like, honestly, we had so much in common. So anyway, met Pat, Pat on the Wednesday, met Amy on Thursday. They gave me like, over almost two hours each. Um, I went to Pat's studio. He showed me around his studio where he films everything. We had coffee together and it was amazing. And do you know what? We talked about the podcast and he said, how are you getting on with it? Because he knew I'd started it. And I said, fine, I've not interviewed anybody yet. And he said, why is that? And I said, well, I don't want to ask in case they say no. (laughs) And it was a huge fear of mine. I don't like rejection. I'm not very good at it. And Pat said, well, if I'm on your list, I'd love to come on. And I literally sat there and was like, oh my word. And I said, Pat, on my list, you're like at the top of my list. (laughs) So anyway, that was Pat. And then Amy almost verbatim said exactly the same thing. So the fact that both of them offered and I didn't even have to ask was amazing. But then obviously the other thing that was amazing was, I guess I had made that big step effort to go over there. Now I'm not saying everyone should fly to the States <laughs> just to fix all over a coffee. That was slightly extravagant. However, it was about the fact that I'd spent time, you know, I had, I had bided my time. I didn't think that suddenly I could just send a DM to Amy and she would instantly go, yeah, sure, Teresa, when she didn't even know who I was. Mm. So for me, it was definitely about the kind of, it's almost like the relationship thing. You know, if you had a date, a first date with someone today and, and tomorrow they asked you to marry them, you'd be like, what? So it's a bit like that yeah. with marketing and networking. It's, it's, a, it's a bit like there's a little bit of a slow process to it and warming them up. Mm. But then what happened was when these two guys said they would come on the podcast, that opened up every other door for me. Mm. So what I then did, or my next tip really in terms of getting great people on is once you've got that first great person, look at who that person is connected to. So for me, Amy, I just put her in the middle of a kind of, you know, um, group of people and then started thinking, right, Rick Mulready, he goes on Amy's podcast. They're really good friends. I'm going to contact Rick. Jasmine Starr, she's really good friends with Amy. I'm going to contact her. Uh, Then I was looking at like, um, oh, from Pat as well, I chose people like James Wedmore. And he was like the third person who was in my kind of, these three were my, like the key people I wanted. And then once I've looked at James, I had people like Tyler J. McCall, who was instantly connected via Amy and James. And the other thing that's really interesting is often most of the people I then went to, every introduction of, can you come on my podcast? I did. I always put something like, you're going to be in great company because so far I've had, and I literally was able to list 
Pat Flynn, Amy Porterfield, Rick Mulready, Andrew and Pete, and I was able to list all those amazing names out. So the credibility that that gave me as a podcaster was phenomenal. Ah. By just having one or two of those key people, it kind of opens the doors for everyone else. So, and now what happens is, you know, when I have gone out to, so for instance, I met Chris Strub at Marketed Live. And when I spoke to him, I then looked at his network, but also he very kindly said, would you like me to recommend someone? And obviously it was a yes, you know, I'd love you to recommend someone to me. So again, it was really, really useful in terms of whoever the key person is that you've interviewed or whoever you've interviewed now is look at who they're connected to who do they know brilliant and can I just dig a little bit deeper into that part of it because I love the way um you know starting with guests like Amy and Pat just like you say really boost the credibility of of you and the podcast and you mentioned about um saying you know you being great company we've had you know these kind of guests on the on the show before how do you yeah I suppose I'm just thinking how how do you physically kind of word that is it just a case of really just just sending an email and just saying yeah these listing the names or um maybe linking to previous episodes so that they can see that they've been on what are the different ways you could maybe do that so do you know what the way I ask guests on an interview and I feel like it this is a bit of a secret but I'm going to share it anyway um because I've had two guests come back to me saying we've never been asked like that so yes um and basically I send them I send them all video dms and I initially thought I would only do it for the first few and then I'd move on to emails. But actually for every person I want, because I really want them, sending a a video DM for me is so much more personal because they get to physically see me. I get to tell a lot more information really quickly than I would be able to in an email. So I normally start off by saying, um, you know, hi, whoever it is, uh, what my name is. And I've got a podcast and I've had some amazing guests on like Amy and Pat and James and whoever it might be that they're connected to. And I think you'd be perfect for my audience. If you would consider coming on, I'd be so very grateful. And I literally just send those videos to them and wait to see an Instagram if I get anything back. Now, obviously a lot of my strategy is based off Instagram. So, but a lot of people I follow and I want to connect with are also on Instagram. So that seems okay for me at the moment. Some of the bigger ones I might have to email um, or some of the ones that just aren't very present on Instagram, I might have to email. But at the moment, the video strategy is working really well for me. Wow, I love that. And do you, I mean, of course there are, there are really, when you think about it, there's, there's countless people out there. But when you have started with guests like Amy Porterfield and Pat Flynn, mm. has there ever been a concern of where do I go from here? Yeah, there is a bit because that's the thing. Normally, I think on most um, podcasts, as they grow, you tend to go from one level up and up and up and up. And as you get a massive podcast, you then start getting the bigger guests. Now, there are still very big guests that I want that will probably, I don't know, that then would ask the kind of details about how many downloads have you got. And at the moment, obviously, they're growing fast, which is helping me a lot. Mm. Um but no, I don't, I don't worry so much about um, running out. It's really great that I've had those people on. And the other thing I would probably do is I'd have them on again. Because actually what is interesting about this strategy is in the early days, I obviously had less downloads or less people downloading the podcast. And therefore, 
interestingly enough, some of the older episodes obviously haven't had as many downloads as some as the new ones. And obviously some of the older ones have got some phenomenal guests on there. So again, either get them back on, or I do tend to do a lot of linking back to old episodes to, and also promoting old episodes on social media so that people realize that I've had the likes of Pat and Amy and those sort of people on. But like I said, really, I don't worry so much. It's more the fact of as long as it's right for my audience because there are some huge people in my industry that just aren't right for my audience at all and therefore I haven't asked them but as long as they fit well with my audience then I'm sure I've especially in our industry we've got quite a few people to go out there's quite a few to get through isn't there yeah there <laughs> that's is. a point. I think that's brilliant I, I just I love the story about how you um you know you've got Amy and Pat and and how it's gone from there from strength to strength I think it's amazing um just one final question just to wrap up um you know people do as you you touched on before you know we are all scared of rejection um how has it ever happened in this in this scenario of of, um, requesting podcast guests if it has have have you how have you dealt with it um and if it hasn't maybe how would you recommend people deal with it um, so yeah, it has happened. So there are some people that I reached out to doing the same strategy that either took ages to come back or didn't come back or did come back and then say yes. But then when I, cause obviously the next thing I do is follow up with an email to get them booked in mm. um, and then have never booked in subsequently. Wow. And there are some people who, um, who I have met in person and said, would you consider coming on the podcast? They've said yes. And then when I've reached out, to the email they've said they've come back and asked what downloads I have mm. and then subsequently made up their mind from there. Mm. So it's quite interesting. And do you know what? I think um, for me, I do fear rejection. I hate being told no. It's not something I deal with very well. However, um, I kind of just think at this point, I haven't lost anything. Mm. So contacting them and asking them and them saying no has still achieved more than if you didn't ask them in the first place. Because if you contact them and ask them, at least they know who you are. Mm. And at least then when often actually, um, um, it, I had Sean and Benji on from uh, video influencers on YouTube mm. who are huge guys, really, really big. You know, they've got a big following and I had them on. And one of the things that they said, cause they've interviewed some amazing people on their um, video channel is that often when they're selling or promoting something, then they'll look to go on people's podcasts. So if you have contacted them and they've said no, the next time they come around to selling or promoting something and either try again, or they might think, mm. okay, let's go back to that person. They were a podcast. We might want to go on there. So I definitely think it's worth just trying. What's the worst they can do is just say no. And like I said, at least, at least with my strategy, they've seen my face, they've heard my voice, they know who I'm connected with. So that's absolutely fine. If they don't want to come on, that's cool. No worries. But like I said, it would just be, um, it's just the fact that it doesn't matter if they say no, it's just getting your name out there and trying. Fantastic. I love that tip about the timing. That's so true, isn't it? That you are much more likely to get particular people if they're launching a book or, or something like that. Absolutely. Product. So, yeah, fantastic. And, and if you 
had a conversation with them in the first place and at least they know you exist. So when it does come around to that point, they might be more inclined to do it. So, but yeah, they, they do like to get on the, uh, on the round. It was funny. Um, Seth Godin did a book recently, marketing, new marketing book. And every podcast I listened to, cause I listened to a lot of podcasts, mm-hmm. he was on, which was hilarious. Cause it was like, everyone had the same guest, but obviously he had something to promote. So yeah. it makes sense. This is it. Well, thank you so much for your tips. Um, real actionable stuff that hopefully will inspire people to, you know, get in contact with people that they had perhaps previously not thought they would have any um, any chance of getting through to. So, and I, and I think the key thing for me is is it's got to be a long burn. This yes. isn't, yeah. you know, this isn't a quick. Someone's going to jump on your podcast, and and also the main objective of Pat and Amy were more about the relationship. And I'm very happy to say that, you know, I have Amy's number. We text and and you know, when I go to the States, I go and see her, which is amazing. Mm. Um, and that was the aim. And the, and the podcast was just a bonus really, and, and helped me open so many other doors. Um, but you know, the actual aim, I hopefully they realized that was that I was interested in them and I wanted to get to know them and I wanted to, um, build a relationship with them. And therefore, hence, I didn't want to ask them to come on the podcast, <laughs> but then they very kindly offered, which was amazing. Wonderful. A great story. Would you just let everybody know, Teresa, where they can connect with you on social media? Of course you can. So type Teresa Heath Waring into any social media or Google and you'll find me. But I'm mainly over on Twitter and Instagram. They're my favourites. So come and say hi. I would love to see you over there. Lovely. Thank you, Teresa. And I will see you in a few days to give you an actual cuddle in actual real life. I know. It's going to be amazing. How cool is this? I love meeting people in real life. I know. It's such a weird thing, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) No. And you feel like you've already met them. You're like, how is this just happening? Yeah. It's really odd, but I love it. And that's why going to events and things is, for me, a really good strategy to get and physically meet people and network with those people. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Teresa. Take care. No worries. Thank you, Natalie. This podcast is part of the You Are The Media Network. For more content marketing advice, head to hotcontent.co.uk. Why not join the Hot Content Marketing Group on Facebook too? Come and meet other like-minded entrepreneurs and share knowledge, ask questions and gain support in promoting your business online. See you in there.